Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Jock to Jock podcast. I'm Brian Marshall from the Rock 108 Morning Show. Back for season three and sponsored by Imon Communications. Experience the Imon difference. Check them out at imon.net for residential business and partnership services. In the off season, I was having communication with my featured guest here today and wasn't sure if he was going to commit to come back to the podcast or not. And I would like to say it was like March or April. I sent him a text message and I said, oh, it looks like we're teaming up again here for the football season. He said, sounds like news to me. (laughs) So he took a little uh, time to commit to the project. He was named a preseason All-American by the Associated Press, joining us from his humble abode. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Tori Taylor, welcome back to the Jock to Jock podcast. Brian, uh, always a pleasure. Like I said last year, really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to doing it again. Appreciate you having me on. And yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. Wasn't just like your normal podcast in the sense that, oh, let's just talk about football. And um, yeah, I really just enjoy getting to know things um, about others and yourself and I guess myself as well, you know. I appreciate that. I did see that you got on with the Vandenbergs and uh, I don't look as one of the hosts on that show, so... Yeah, Matt is, Matt is quite pretty, I agree. What was that like? Because you were on, uh, I think that one was recorded for video too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That was, um, yeah, I mean, as long as like I know the person and I know that um, they've kind of got good morals and um, true meaning behind it, I don't mind doing podcasts. Um, but when, you know, it's kind of someone random that I don't really know, it doesn't really interest me because I... <laughs> People might not think this, but I kind of like to keep a low profile and I don't like people knowing too much about me, which may might be good or bad. But at the same time, um, it's also good to kind of get out of your comfort zone and go do those things. And it's interesting that I had a few people back home reach out to me and said, oh, hey, I listen to the podcast. You actually um, spoke really well. And I said, oh, really? That That's good because I've kind of been working on, I guess, my communication skills uh, in general. So... Yeah, happy, happy about that. But to answer your original question, sorry, Brian, I kind of went on a tangent there. But to ask your, answer your original question, thoroughly enjoyable. I appreciate that. And I know this- not, still not as good as this, though. Let's yeah, just okay. put that out there. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with the off season. If I remember right, yeah. you flew home right after the season completed, right? Yeah, as soon as the, the bowl game was over, I was in Australia the next day. And I got a text message from you, I believe this would have been right as you were landing or a day afterward. And I get a text that was, you were stating that the quality of the Australian Seven Eleven coffee had yeah. changed, which was something that you were adamant about during last season's jock to jock podcast. That it was one of the best coffees you could get. Something had changed. What happened? Yeah. So yeah, my brother picked me up from the airport. Uh, he had this, we stopped off the highway cause he had to fill up his car with petrol. And then, yeah, I get out of the car. I was like, oh, I'm going to grab a coffee. I've, yeah, you have no idea how much I've missed it. And I go inside. I make a coffee. I'm like, oh, these lids are weird. 
and then it was like you know those paper lids. Yeah, it's like the paper straws. They just get all soft and they all mushy. And I and I first and foremost, I hated that. And then the coffee was just crap. So, and I'll happily say that because I know I'm never going to get any nil deals or anything with Seven Eleven. So yeah, they they've let me down. So whenever when I went back in January and May, my go to spot was actually. Um, still petrol station coffee, but I went somewhere else. So, yeah, 7-Eleven let me down. And, you know, I'm not one of those, like, environmentalists that's like, yeah, it's good for the environment, blah, 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 because none of that stuff is really going to affect me because I'll be dead. So it's fine. Um, but you know what? If they want to go, like, the paper lid um, route, that's fine. But they're not getting an extra 2 bucks from me. What was the name of the petrol station in Australia that you started to frequent then if it wasn't 7-Eleven? Uh, it was called Coles Express. So, you know, Coles, like, you know, Shell um, petrol station, or sorry, I should say gas station, but Shell gas station, they do coffee in Australia that's unbelievable as well. So that was, yeah, that was my go-to coffee spot. Um, yeah, I was having about two or three cups of coffee a day when I was back, which isn't good, but um, yeah, you got to make the most of it while you're there. Yeah, I remember your dad was, you know, when you told him that Seven Eleven coffee was the way to go, he didn't want to agree with you at that point because you said oh, he was just taking a cheap shot because he thinks I'm cheap when it comes to coffee. But it's re- like I said, if I had to pay five dollars for Seven Eleven coffee, or well, not now, or Coles Express coffee, I would. It's not a money thing. It's really just quality, and it happens to be cheap. So I'm happy to oblige, and I'm happy to pay. The thing that, that people have to remember here in Iowa, when Tori's going home in January, it's becoming to get a little bit warmer back at home, yeah. right? A little bit more. Yeah, it was about oh, it was about 35, 40 degrees Celsius or what's that in Fahrenheit, like 100. Oh, wow. I forget. Yeah, so it was nice. Quite the contrast in snowy Iowa. So what did you occupy your time with when you were back at home both times and how much Australian chocolate did you end up eating? Oh, a little bit. So I kind of... You know, I, what I really enjoy about going back to Australia is first and foremost, just being able to relax. Because whenever I'm in Iowa, I'm always doing something, whether it be school, football. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. But whenever I'm here, I'm always doing something. So to just be able to go back to Australia and not really have anything, like no time commitments or I don't need to be here, I don't need to be there. I still go see my coaches a lot. Like I was still going and seeing um, this guy. Um, at some gym. So that was really fun just to try and get my body right. He helped me with a lot of things. Yeah, I still went and saw my coaches two or three times a week, which I really enjoy. And yeah, that that was about it really. Just hung out with my friends. I played a lot of golf. I hung out with my family. Like when I hung out with my grandparents quite a bit and just hung out with people that I hadn't kind of seen for a while, you know? Do you appreciate, because I know now as somebody who has a higher profile like you do on the Iowa team, a lot of people, um, they'll see you and they'll, they'll want something of your time. When you're back at home, there's not as much of that. So that probably has to lower your stress level a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't hear like going out and things like that. It, it can get annoying at times, but just because I find it a little awkward, you know, like I was kind of saying on um, to the Vandenbergs the other day, it's, they're kind of like, oh, do you like the attention, blah, blah, blah. And I said, not really, because it's awkward. And sometimes, you know, when people are staring, I don't really know where to look myself. But, yeah, going back to Australia, nobody has absolutely no idea who I am and, unless I know them. So, um, yeah, does that, does that answer the question? Yeah, I think so. 
and the Australian chocolate. Yeah, this year I've really been trying to like focus more so on my diet, and so I didn't I didn't have as much as I probably would usually. Uh, but when I did, it was gone pretty quickly, Brian. Coaches, uh, did they give you any sort of mandate when you went back home? Hey, make sure that you're doing this, doing that. Did they leave you alone when you go home or how does that work? Uh, they just want you to make sure that you're staying up um, to date with all the lifts and running and things like that, which I do. And then on top of that, like I said, I go um, see my coaches a couple of times. Um, but it's kind of just nice, you know, that may have been like one or two hours a day. And then the rest of the day I've got free. Like I didn't have to worry about school or anything as such. So yeah, it's always just really relaxing. Um, it goes by really quickly, but I love going home. It's, it's a long way, but it's always worth it when I'm there, especially when the weather's nice. Cause you know, I'm fortunate enough to have lived in a pretty nice, um, I guess part of the world really. So it's really nice there. And yeah, I always love going back, but I won't be able to go back until, 2025 you know hopefully football works out next year and won't be back for a couple of years which is which is sad but um the longer i'm in america brian the better interesting yeah. I, I i was going to ask that question is that this is what your third year at iowa fourth year at iowa right fourth year yeah fourth year at iowa what are some things yeah. that you've picked up on you know living here that maybe you had misconceptions of when you moved here to begin with uh, I'd say just people in general, and it's clearly an Iowa thing because you go to other parts of the country and people aren't necessarily like that or like they are here. Uh, but it's probably more so the people, you know, a lot of American people that come out to Australia, um, there's kind of a bit of a sense of self-entitlement sometimes. So that kind of caught me by surprise when I was when I moved here. And then the big thing has been food. You know, like I've said probably last year a bit, coffee and food in Australia is... Um, it's top notch. It's really hard to beat, but here it's been unbelievable. And I think there's just such a vast variety of uh, food choices to choose from and not anymore, Brian, but I used to be a big candy person and there is various amounts of access to sugary foods here. I'd say. When you did return to Iowa, uh, you started working with your coaches and trainers to prepare for the 2023 season when did you get back in the gym with coaches and trainers? Was that right away after you got back from Australia or, or how did that work? Uh, so I would have arrived. I arrived the Sunday morning and then uh, when did I, I first went to training on the Monday, the next day, actually. Yeah. Cause I run sessions Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So yeah, I went um, Monday morning and then I went first went to the gym on the Wednesday. So it was kind of right back into it. But I enjoy it, you know. I just enjoy punting balls. There's really no other way to put it. Like, I absolutely love it. And I think you've kind of answered part of my next question because there may be some younger audience members that are kind of curious what your training consists of. And I know your training yeah. is different than a lineman. Your training is different than a receiver yeah. or otherwise. But what does your your training consist of? What do you What are you after? What are the, What helps you to be the athlete that you are? Uh Probably just more a lot of technical stuff. You know, I'm pretty um, – well, not far into my career, but I've kind of progressed so much from when I first got here. So now it's just tweaking little things, uh, whether it be my steps um, and how quickly can I get the ball into the spot where I need it to be. Um, and it's probably one of those things that people don't quite understand. They, a lot of the time they just think punting is kicking. But I spend more time, like, working on my hands – than anything else like and 
there's a lot of people that will attest that. So whether it's just like um, I do a lot of work with like lacrosse balls and stuff like that into the wall, just juggling them into the wall and a lot of like reactive stuff, just trying to make sure that my hand-eye coordination is up to scratch and uh, yeah, my hands are ready to go because the quicker your hands are and the quicker you get it set, the easier it is um, to just gain confidence into hitting up through the ball. So it's probably one of those things that people go, oh, well, you just kick the ball. Um, which really, yeah, I do, but there's so much more that goes into it from a hands point of view. And that's one thing that I've been really appreciative of Coach Woods is he's kind of harped on that. And when I first got here, I was like, yeah, whatever, shut up. I don't really care. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I know how to kick the ball. I've been doing it for 20 years, so yeah. just leave me alone. But then, yeah, it's really kind of probably paid off, especially this year, especially with holding. So holding is kind of um, – it's weird. My hands – have improved so much holding that it's really made the transition into punting. So, yeah, it's it's always nice when hard work pays off, but I, I do spend a lot of time working on my hands um, and steps and just making sure that my body posture is um, where I want it to be. So I used to kind of be like a stand a little taller, have a higher drop. Uh, but when you kind of figure out with the weather, when you've got a high drop, when you're dropping it higher and it's making contact with your foot, the – uh, I guess the length or the distance between the drop and the contact of the ball is quite high and there's a lot of room for the wind to play around and move it. So now it's more so just about me holding onto the ball for dropping it lower, but holding onto the ball for longer. So I'm still making contact at the right point where I want to, but there's less room for the ball to travel, which means there's less that, um, that can go wrong. So it's probably a little bit of a nerdy answer, but I kind of like talking about that stuff. No, because, and forgive me on this, did your long snapper yeah. change from last year to this year? Uh, no, no, I still got the same guy. Which makes things easier because then the two of you are working in tandem, whether it's yes. for punting or uh, when you guys are kicking field goals, right? Because it's the same snapper. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, I feel like what has really helped me is just I love, like I love punting. There's really... No other way to put it. I feel like some guys are kind of just might play football because they've always been good at it. And whereas I feel like mine's kind of authentic. Like I literally just love punting. So, um, yeah, it's great. Just gives me a lot of satisfaction, to be honest. Let's take a break on our football talk right now. And we're introducing a new game to the Jock to Jock podcast. Last year, it was the Marshall Exchange program, learning a little bit about what was going on in the world of Australia. I think that I've kind of played that out, Tori. And by having your father on for the final edition of that, I think that was kind of the capper on the end of last year. This year, I wanted to play a game. And I kind of did this with Connor McCaffrey, where it was called the Double Double Dumbass. But in this case, I want to do it. It's an Australian, I'm sorry, American or Australian dumbass. Or I look this up and confirm or deny, or if it's a bad word, just tell me to bleep it. Drongo. Uh, Drongo, that just means idiot. My dad would say that all the time. He still does. Okay. Like if I tell him like I did something silly over here, he'll be, he'll call me Captain Drongo. <laughs> so yeah. would you be comfortable with an American dumbass and an Australian Drongo? In comfortable with what? In what regard, sir? In in, in this game here, being able to say that's a oh, okay or a Drongo. So if it's a dumbass. Well, it's kind of the same meaning. But yes. are you saying that um, One's American, one's Australian. I've kind of yes. get a guess the country. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Yeah, far far away. Perfect. So there's this gonna be, be fun. Two two headlines here. You'll have to tell me dumbass or drongo. And then I will give you a bonus point for each one 
if you can tell me either the state or the city in Australia that it came from. Okay, this is going to be hard. I don't really so I don't you, follow the news, so it, this might be difficult. It, it might be. If we go 13 episodes, you have a grand total of 52 that you can hit this year. 52 points okay. you can hit this year. How many of 52 do you think you're going to get to this year? Let's go 40. Let's go 45. 45. Actually, let's go for 52. We're going 52 out of 52. All right. Got we'll send the standard high, but yeah, we're not here to muck around, Brian. And if I'm a little short, that's fine. Not when it comes to punting. All right. Dumbass or Drongo? Uh, first story. A man visiting a park is now facing charges after drunkenly stumbling into a hot spring. He suffered burns to his feet. The second story. A man arrested for setting a series of small fires after he was being searched police found two live ducklings in his underwear. So of those two stories, which one's the dumbass and which one's the drongo? Oh, they could both be drongos, honestly. That's hard. Um, I'm going to say, oh, Brian, this is hard because they could both be a sh- This just, it sounds like this is what some dumb idiot Australian would do. It just doesn't sound very American, both of them. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the man with the ducklings is dumbass. Actually a drongo. Really? Yes. And I've got them both wrong. Uh, not necessarily because I will give you the bonus point. If you can tell me where that drongo was based. I'm going to say Queensland. I'm sorry. You got two of them wrong. What, what state is it? The city, Melbourne. No way. We don't do that down there. Queensland's full of a bit, all the weirdos. In the CBD in Frankston was the guy that got the ones that got him. Oh my God. That's where I'm from. That's like 10 minutes, I know. five minutes from my house. All right. So the one that was uh, stumbling into a hot spring, uh, what, what state do you think that was in? Um, in, in Australia. Nope. Not in Australia. Oh, sorry. In America. Yep. What state? Ooh, stumbling into a hot spring. I'm going to go, where are the hot springs around here? I don't know. Oh, let's go Iowa. You said Iowa? Yeah. Tori, I'm sorry. Both of them wrong in this case. And Nebraska. both of them, It was uh, at Yellowstone National Park. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I did some research and found out that Australia does have hot springs. So. Yes. Well, you know, I kind of made the, when you said, you know, Frank's and um, near Melbourne, where I'm from, I was like, well, this one's got to be Iowa. But, you know, you, you twisted it pretty well. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, bastard, that's all right. No, no. Back to, uh, back to football? Yeah. Yeah, I've had enough. So Maybe we'll just call it quits after one episode. Sorry. Well, <laughs> that's what happened the last time. I have another dumbass or drongo here coming up for uh, next episode. Okay. Um, we had a conversation recently. There's a new crop of players this year. Um, in yep. your mind, who are some of your teammates to watch this season from an audience perspective? Who, who are some of the teammates you're looking at going, hell yeah, th- that guy, that guy? Uh, I think you look at someone like Deontay Vines, probably hasn't really had his chances uh, just because he's really been injured. Um, Nick Jackson's a great player that's kind of come in. He's going to make some plays. I mean, he just hits so hard if people came and watched um, Block Drill. Yeah, he... he yeah, I don't want to say who he keeps lighting up, but it's a bit yeah. – it's fun to watch from 
um, from the sideline, knowing that you don't have to do it. Uh, yeah, I really like guys. Yeah, Deontay, uh, Nick Jackson. I think Luke Lachey is going to be a great player. Already is, but I feel like he's going to make that next step too. And then God, you, you look at guys like Eric Hall. He's got a proven track record. And then you look on defense, I think Jay Higgins, he's kind of the leader on defense now, uh, alongside guys like Logan Lee and Joe Evans. But they've just been performed at such a consistent level for so long. So you really kind of know what you're going to get with those guys. But the one guy I think people are going to be really surprised um, about, which I'm not going to be surprised about, is Deontay Vines. Yeah, really smooth mover. Um, and then, you know, you've got a couple of freshmen. Um, like, you know, Bowie who's a... Uh, receiver out of Florida, he's he could be he could be out there playing, um, and then you got guys like Cooper DeJean who you can always rely on. But that's just Coop. You know what you're going to get with him. Um, alongside a lot of guys on the defense, you know they've been so consistently good for so long. Uh, they're coached well, so yeah, you know what you're going to get with those guys. But I think Eric Hall, Luke Lachey, those guys are going to um, surprise a few. I think on uh, punt coverage. Uh, is Cooper DeGene still lined up on one side for you? Well, I'm not going to give too much away, Brian. All right, that's fine. I kind yeah. of I, I figured Can't I'd ask. I, maybe, I, maybe not. I figured I I'd ask so. the question. <laughs> I hope so. He makes life easier. Starting off the season with a bang with Tori Taylor here on the Jock to Jock podcast. Coming up next week, we'll have part two of that conversation and another American dumbass or Australian drongo. Will Tori make things right next week and get some points on the board? We'll find out. The Jock to Jock podcast, sponsored by I'm On Communications. Experience the I'm On difference. Three, two, one, and we're on. Today we're talking about I'm On. Yeah, you're on. I know I'm on. I need to talk about I'm On. Yeah, you're on. Why talk about it? No, that's in the script. I'm on. Well, we know you're on. No, Iowa's most reliable internet. I'm on. Yes, you are on. Stay always on. You're on! Stay always on with Iowa's most reliable internet and get same day or next day installation guaranteed. I'm on.net. Oh, I'm on.net. Why didn't you say so?